An Alabama dead prisoner's brain is missing. Anyone seen the brain? A Delta flight had to turn around because maggots were falling on passengers from the ceiling. (laughs) And there's a pregnant stingray, and they don't know how it got pregnant. It might be a shark. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News. They're super weird, man. They're so damn weird. They came from my brain. An Alabama prisoner's brain is missing, says the family. Has anyone seen this guy's brain? He's got a missing brain. Where's his brain? Did you check for zombies? They like brains. Sometimes they moan, brains, before they remove someone's brains. I'm not sure what they do with it. Do they eat it? Do they play with the brains? Make a salad out of it? I think that's what they do. Well, anyways, this Alabama man is missing a brain. No more brain. Sounds like he's ready to run for office. Am I right, guys? Hey, now. Always dissing politicians on Weird AF News. Deservedly so. Another another family, it says. How many families have, are missing brains? Another family claims their loved one was missing some organs after dying in this Alabama prison. The funeral director discovered this problem and warned them against holding a viewing of the body. But I mean, you could still hold a viewing of the body despite no brain. It's not like we know whether or not there's a brain in there. We don't. The face isn't see-through, so the head isn't see-through. We're not going to notice no brain in there. Maybe there's some bad scarring. The family claims in court records that the 74-year-old man's brain was missing, along with some of his other organs, after the body was returned from an autopsy at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. All right, now the guy with the missing brain's name is Charles Singleton. He was serving time at the time of his death. He was at that time, how many times can I put the word time in here? Many times. At that time, he was incarcerated at the Hamilton Aged and Infirmed Prison in Hamilton, Alabama. Following the death, the family asked for the father's body to be sent to a particular funeral home. They wanted to have a viewing. The funeral home advised that it would be difficult to prepare the body for viewing as the body was already in a noticeable state of decomposition, characterized by advanced skin slippage. Advanced skin slippage, that's a a word they use, skin slippage. That sounds like the way someone like me, who's not a professional uh, funeral home director of any sort, nor a physiologist, would describe when skin is uh, falling off the body. I would call it skin slippage. Apparently that's what they call it too. Isn't it nice when the, when you find out that the uh, professionals say the same phrase that you would have said or that you say on your own anyways, without knowing it. All right. I'm going off on a tangent here. I just felt happy about it. Despite the, the morbid theme of this story, which is a man with a missing brain, insane in the membrane, crazy, insane, got no brain, insane in the membrane. I don't know why I just did that, but I had to, (laughs) that's the reason I had to, I don't know. I feel like I do a good Cypress Hill impression and it's, it's true. This guy doesn't have a brain. Not to say that he's crazy, but he definitely lost his mind. Am I right, guys? All right. High five the person next to you. Bad jokes. Okay, back to the terrible story about the man in Alabama with no brain. A few days after Singleton was taken to the funeral home, home, what happened there? The family went to see the dad's body. The director informed them there were no organs in the body either. 
He said normally the organs are in a bag placed back in the body after an autopsy. But this man had been brought to the funeral home with no internal organs. His brain had also been removed. He still had his eyes, but all the other organs were gone, according to the funeral home director. Very sad. This guy's got no organs. Where did it? Is the prison in the um, black market organ selling business? Maybe. Maybe they're getting some buku bucks for brains. Now, the article talks about how common it is and standard for autopsies to be done on inmates who die in the prisons. However, a representative from the Alabama Department of Corrections say that they don't perform autopsies and the prison facilities, quote, have zero surgical capabilities. Well, someone performed the autopsy. Someone has this dude's brain, Singleton's brain. All right, uh, I'm skimming to the, through this story because it's so convoluted. There's lawyers involved. There's uh, departments of pathology. I can't even pronounce half of these words in here. There's a, someone's being sued because there's a missing brain. I guess that's all we need to know about that. And that they do, yeah, prisons typically do autopsies on inmates that die in prison. And I, I suppose an investigation is going to be launched to find the Alabama man's brain, although he's already gone. I don't know what the point of, of this is. Are we really going to start freaking out over every Alabama person that's missing a brain? Because that's a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? It's Alabama. It's Alabama. A Delta flight had to turn around because maggots were falling on passengers from overhead. Guys, remember when flying was boring? Now it's always in the news. It's so exciting these days. <laughs> I'm doing a flight story every week. What an adventure flying. You're going to get punched, peed on. You're going to see some private parts. Maybe maggots will fall on your head. <laughs> I wonder if the uh, flight attendant made an announcement like, everyone, remove all maggots from yourself before attempting to assist others with their maggots. <laughs> okay. It says here, a Delta aircraft returned to the airport after maggots were falling on the passengers. I can't believe maggots were falling on passengers. This is a nightmare. And possibly a, a new horror film. Okay. Flight DL-133 from Amsterdam to Detroit had to turn around. Uh, and uh, we now know the cause, why it had to turn around. It was less than one hour into the flight. Uh, there was a suitcase containing rotten fish that was in the overhead of the plane. Uh, uh, let me get this straight. A suitcase containing rotten fish. How did a suitcase of rotten fish even get on the plane, man? I can't get a bottle of water through security. Someone got rotten fish through security? What is going on here? The scanners don't pick up wiggling maggots, but the scanner picks up my vape pen? None of this makes sense. Why would you even bring this up? I bring rotten fish on the plane, A. If you're bringing rotten fish, why bring it on your carry-on? <laughs> because it's carrion. Carrion, get it? Because it's carrion. Okay. And the other thing is, if it's if it's rotten in the carry-on, why why allowed through security? All of this. I've just got so many questions here. Now it says here, according to sources, maggots started to get out of the suitcase in the overhead, and they started falling on the passengers that were seated in economy class. Um, this is one of the perks of first class. You get to drop maggots on economy class, I heard. Hey, <laughs> this is incredible, man. Once the aircraft landed, the passengers deplaned and the suitcase was put into a bag to be burnt. Who brought this on? Name the person. This person is a horrible human being or just supremely dumb. Big rotten fish. You don't even bring like fish that isn't rotten on the plane. That crap smells, man. 
You bring stuff like that that smells on a flight. Don't I don't even want someone eating fish on a flight. You see that flight that someone ate like six lobsters on the flight? I mean, just this kind of stuff is out of control and unacceptable, in my opinion. And now, you know, the fallout of this is all these poor people on the plane are delayed. They can't go where they're going. This is an international flight. Idiots. Bringing rotten fish on the damn plane. What's wrong with you? You know what's uh, ironic, though, is that uh, these maggots on the plane were flying before they were even flies. I mean, whoa, dude, you just blew my mind, Jonesy. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yay! An aquarium is at a loss as to how a... Stingray that hasn't been around a male ray in eight years got pregnant. They think a shark might be the father of the uh, the baby, the offspring of the stingray. What would you call the offspring of a shark and a stingray? A shark ray or a sting shark? Probably a, a sting shark that shoots shark rays. I think I put it all together. Well, I guess we'll find out who the father is. Um, maybe they'll have a Jerry Springer episode about this. Jerry Springer. I mean, Jelly Stinger. Jelly Stinger episode. Jerry Springer. Jelly. St- no, this is this, some of these jokes are really bad. We have here uh, maybe even the Stingray's a virgin. In which case, we're going to have a Sting Shark Jesus. It's the Immaculate Construction. Construction. Okay. The Aqua Jesus is going to be born. <laughs> These jokes are horrible. What am I doing? Although the scriptures did say when the second coming occurs, we really won't recognize Jesus. It says that. Well, we wouldn't recognize a sting shark Jesus. It says a stingray named Charlotte. Oh, they have pretty names, these stingrays. I got stung by a stingray once. It wasn't pleasant. I asked my friend to pee on me, but he wouldn't. I'm just kidding. I didn't ask my friend to pee on me, but I did get stung. A stingray named... I found out later that you're supposed to pee on it. Isn't that right? Am I making this up? Or is that a jellyfish that you're supposed to ask someone to pee on you if you're stung by a jellyfish? There's a real... There's something out there in the sea that hurts you. I swear to God, you're supposed to ask your friend to pee on you. Or a stranger. Or the lifeguard. I don't think the lifeguards are paid enough to do that. Um, you might meet a nice stranger. If you're in Florida, easy, easy. You could, you know, there's people just will pee on you when you don't even ask them. So very easy to get peed on in Florida. Just walk over to the Walmart parking lot. Someone will pee on you. All right. This is a tangent. I've gone on a journey with a stingray named Charlotte is the main character of her own mystery after it was discovered that she's pregnant with no male stingray in sight. Charlotte lives in a tank at a North Carolina aquarium. Charlotte was found covered with shark bites, also known as love bites, if you're impregnating Charlotte and you're a shark. Uh, Shark bites are an indicator of sharks mating. Oh, I guess correctly. 
furthering speculation as her caretakers seek to answer the question, who is the father of Charlotte's babies? Can it be a, a, a shark and a shark impregnate a stingray? Uh, this wasn't covered in my, any of my biology classes from what I recall. And um, I've watched a lot of nature shows with that guy with that deep English voice. Never once did I hear him say, yes, and now the stingray is allowing the shark to penetrate her. Oh, yes, they're going to have a lovely shark ray baby or a sting shark. It depends on what coast it's born on. <laughs> I make these things up and they pay me to say them. It says everybody at the aquarium is excited about the, the pregnant stingray. But the caretakers are very stunned. These are people at an aquarium, aren't they like scientists? Don't you have a scientist at the aquarium somewhere that you can consult that can tell you what's going on with this? There's got to be an explanation for it. This isn't some sort of miracle pregnancy out of nowhere like the Jesus situation, right? Is it? Maybe it could be. If so, bring the three wise men. Start a new religion. Shark Ray. Shark. The new religion says, uh, the unique thing about Charlotte is uh, we don't have a male Ray here. That's what Brenda says. She's the executive director of this joint. Uh, says that Charlotte hasn't even been in a tank with a male Ray in at least eight whole years. It's a mysterious pregnancy. This person, Brenda, is offering two possibilities of Charlotte's mysterious pregnancy, the first of which has given rise to some commentary online. Brenda says that Despite there being no other male rays, Charlotte has been living in the same tank as two very young male sharks, about a year old. That's been happening since July. Then they started noticing she was covered in bite marks, a sign of shark mating. Well, ding, ding, ding. The shark has impregnated the stingray. I, I, I think, can that, physiologically, is it possible? We need more information here. Anybody a shark? Anybody a marine biologist here? Is there a marine biologist here? A marine, I'm a marine biologist! Okay, further down in the story, looks like we got some information about this thing I was wondering. It says, a research scientist named Katie Lyons at the Georgia Aquarium said, uh, the anatomies of the stingray and shark, along with the DNA, wouldn't lend themselves to procreation. So this is apparently out of... The question, the alternative source of Charlotte's pregnancy and what experts in the aquarium believe to be the true case is a rare phenomenon known as, known as, oh, okay, it's a big word here. Hold on. Come on, Jonesy. You can do this. Jonesy, come on. Jonesy, you did take some adult community college courses. I know you can pronounce this. Okay. Parthenogenesis. Parthenogenesis. Parthenogenesis? Something like that. Parthenogenesis. They say they're pretty confident that it's this parthenogenesis and that parthenogenesis literally translate into virgin birth or miracle birth. Ah, that's what happened to Jesus. Parthenogenesis. Why didn't they call him Genesis? Oh, that's the name of the first book. Oh, it all comes around. See? Genesis. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. Wow. See that, guys? We're learning here. Miracles. Miracles. Well, nonetheless, it says Charlotte is due within two weeks. The aquarium is very excited. 
and Brenda says, whether the father of, father of Charlotte's babies is a shark or just non-existence, we have very unique juju going on over here at the aquarium. Very unique juju is going on over here, says Brenda. Now, if, if Brenda had any scruples whatsoever, she would immediately start writing the feature film Sting Sharknado and copyright the story as well so no one else can write Sting Sharknado and steal your idea, Brenda. Get on that. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, my friends. Thanks for spending some time with your buddy Jonesy on the Weird AF News podcast. I hope it was weird enough for your taste. I hope you learned something and got some entertainment out of it at least. Uh, this was uh, the Thursday episodes, which means tomorrow's Friday. And you know what happens on Friday. We do the Florida Friday episodes. Let me rephrase that. I do the Florida Friday episodes. So only doing weird news out of the state of Florida. I say that to those of you who are new to the show so that you know what to expect on Fridays on this podcast. Uh, I also say that so that um, maybe you've come across some weird stories from Florida the past couple of days. Yeah, just to remind you that uh, you can send me the story and maybe I'll do it on the Florida Friday episode. That's like helping me out a little bit, making my job easier. Here's how you do that. Email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. Or you can put the Florida Friday story link in my DMs on Instagram, which is at funnyjones. So you can slide into my DMs with that if you come across anything weird from Florida. And we'll try and do the best Florida Friday episode that we can do. Um... What else? If you want to call the show, I'm going to publish some phone calls after this, by the way. Uh, if you want to stick around for the phone calls, you can call the show, too, and leave a message. The number is 646-450-2012. Appreciate it if you wouldn't uh, say anything nasty or drop F-bombs. There's children listening. Thank you for the respecting my request in advance. Uh, lastly, if you want to support... Weird AF news because you're a, a you're the one percent maybe I don't know I don't know what your lifestyle is like but maybe you're you're a rich son of a bee as they say um, you can support me by going to weirdafnews.com that's the official website of Weird AF news and you can buy Jonesy a coffee by clicking on the coffee mug or you can join the Patreon by clicking on the Patreon banner it's pretty easy uh, another way to get to the Patreon is going to their website patreon.com/weirdafnews Download the Patreon app on your smartphone as well and do a search for Weird AF News. And that's how you can do that. And that's how you can do that. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Good luck with your life, man. Hey, Jonesy. Hello, fellow weirdos. It's Michael calling from Iowa City. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Uh, Apologize if the uh, quality of the sound isn't as good today. I'm calling from my phone because I'm not at home. I usually am calling over my Google speaker, so the sound quality is usually better on that, but I'm away from home today. But I'm calling because the month of February is uh, the month that I started listening to Jonesy on the podcast, and that was seven years ago. So I've been with Jonesy for seven long, wonderful, 
fun-filled years full of love, laughter, and joy. And I just want to thank him for that and tell him how much I truly appreciate him for these seven terrific years of welcoming him into my home. And uh, I remember specifically because it was around Valentine's Day that I started listening. And I just want to thank him so much for that. I appreciate him and the podcast. And uh, it's what better time to say that. And I just appreciate him and the weirdos. weirdos. We have such a great community here. And uh, one of the things that I get pleasure from now is what I feel is one of my greatest accomplishments of my life is when I took that tagline from Jonesy's commercial for people to create their own podcast, when Jonesy says, you know, uh, good luck with your uh, creating your own podcast and good luck with your life, man. And I took that line from that commercial and asked all of the weirdos when they would call in to to put that tagline at the end of their call and wishing everyone a good luck with your life, man. And the weirdos picked that up, and that's become a real thing now with people ending their phone calls with that. And I, I really – it's a simple little stupid thing, but I, I consider that to be one of the greatest accomplishments of my life. And now we're talking about putting it on T-shirts and bumper stickers and everything else. And one of the great joys that I get right now is hearing Hannah – from Chicago, the blind girl, uh, blind woman, but she's got such a sweet little voice. Every time she says it at the end of her phone call, she's just about ready to break out into laughter. Every time she says it, she's just holding back because she sounds like she's about ready to bust out, and I get so much joy hearing her say that. So I'm I'm proud of that achievement and that people say that, and now Jonesy ends his his show with it, and I'm I'm just thrilled by that. So thank you, thank you all. I love you all. I love you, Jonesy, and uh, I appreciate you all so much, and I'm proud and, and thankful for this podcast. And I, again, to everyone, thank you. I love you, and Hello, Jonesy. It's Captain Bly calling. Not Captain Bly, Captain Bly. Jonesy, I want you to know that I hadn't heard back from you on the offer to take you into the High Seas Club. So I was just checking back and seeing here on Valentine's Day if you wanted to be my sweetheart, Jonesy. You know, if you don't want to do it in the traditional manner, there's many ways that we can do this. You know, Captain Bai has a peg leg, and I want you to know that me peg leg is very well sanded and waxed. So, Jonesy... You won't get a splinter in your sphincter, if you know what I mean. Jonesy, I want you to know also that you can also choose to blow me down. <laughs> I must warn you, however, that Polly, my parrot, likes to watch. <laughs> Polly, Polly, want a cracker? Skeeter from Jacksonville, Skeeter from Jacksonville. Oh, Jonesy, I wasn't expecting that response. Well, Jonesy, if you want to know, I got to tell you that all of me shipmates have gone to shore. I gave them shore leave, Jonesy, and they're probably all ashore whoring it up. So let me know. The day is fading fast. Let me know how you want to proceed, and I'll say... Instead of saying good luck with your life, I'll say, maybe I'll make you my wife. Ha 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 ha! 
Hey, Jonesy, this here is Skeeter from Jacksonville, the largest city in these contagious 48 states of the United States of America. And I just want to say happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there listening. And if you don't have plans tonight beyond dinner, you should come out to Skeeter's Backyard Menage a Trois. Oh, my, my old lady says it's Backyard Menagerie. And what we got here is all kinds of animals for you to say. You know, usually when there's uh, some sort of critter that needs to be captured in the local area, they call Skeeter's Critter Capture, and I bring them here, and I keep them in my backyard menagerie rather than releasing them somewhere. I mean, with the last big hurricane, I got three iguanas. They're usually not this far north, but they blew this far up here. So I got three iguanas. And, of course, I got alligators, all the alligators you want to say. And, uh, oh, I got raccoons, and I got possums. And, oh, I went down south, and I got me two Burmese pythons that I captured from the Everglades during that last challenge that they had to capture pythons. But I didn't give them up. I just kept them. And so my big, uh, my big, attraction right now is a baby manatee that I got in my backyard above ground pool. It's filled with uh, fresh water and you know if you don't know what a manatee looks like it's kind of like uh, like a baby hippo but it's got fins instead of instead of legs and uh, yeah it, uh, it's just it's really kind of like a walrus looking thing but you know like the people in ships like on travel ships Back in the 1800s or the pirates, they used to mistake them for mermaids. But, nope, it's just kind of like this big walrus-looking creature, kind of like baby hippo. But, yep, it's like the manatee. It ain't ain't no mermaid. Sorry to break it to you if you didn't know, but mermaids don't exist. So, if you don't have anything to do after your big dinner, come to Skeeter's Backyard Menage a Trois. And since you're looking to get a little loving tonight, I ain't going to say good luck with your life, man. I'm going to say, good luck with your wife, man.